This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Tariffs are coming for a key ag input. The International Trade Commission has decided to slap duties on imported phosphate fertilizer from Russia and Morocco. The move comes after the Commerce Department set potential countervailing duty levels of 19.97% on imports from Morocco and as high as 47.05% on some Russian imports. Bill Thompson has more in his story on agripulse.com. Climate policy had another turn under the Capitol Hill microscope today, where witnesses at a Senate Ag Committee hearing pushed to reward those already using sustainable farming practices. The widely expected push for climate legislation and a potential carbon bank in the near future has that big question that remains unanswered to this point. Corey Whitman-Stitt is a farmer from Idaho. She says early adopters need to be recognized for several reasons. Right now, everybody wants new carbon. Very few companies right now seem willing to pay for any sort of past performance, and there are huge risks with that model. Not only are you effectively penalizing those that did the right thing on their own dime um, in previous years, but you risk incentivizing effectively the unwinding of past practices. Bottom line is we really need Congress and USDA to step in and, and help provide a viable path forward for early adopters or we risk getting left behind. Clay Pope of Oklahoma said regional issues are also at play. I can't think of anything that would be a bigger policy mistake than not having some way to recognize those folks that have been doing been doing good stewardship on their land for, for in some cases, decades. But there's also the issue, too, of recognizing that there are some folks, just because of where they're at, they're not going to be able to sequester a whole lot of carbon. You think about somebody down around Lubbock in that golden spread area in West Texas that's growing cotton doing no-till, doing covers, incorporating livestock, everything we want them to do. But because they're down there, it's going to take them a heck of a long time to build organic matter compared to somebody up in, say, Iowa that's corn and bean producer. The hearing also proved to be an opportunity for lawmakers to state their case on where they stand on budding climate legislation. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Also on Agripulse, the House Ag Committee held a hearing today on food insecurity and the status of the Farmers to Families Food Box program. The initiative was designed to take meat, produce, and dairy products originally destined to food service outlets and redistribute them to hungry customers. But many food banks say a move to combination boxes offered them a puzzling logistical challenge. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, one of the nation's largest agricultural gatherings is back on schedule. Agripulse's Ben Nulli has more. World Pork Expo is on! After a two-year hiatus, it's scheduled for June 9th through the 11th in Des Moines, Iowa. While the event is mostly outdoors, National Pork Producers Council's Doug Fricke, Director of Trade Show Marketing, says the COVID-19 pandemic will keep things looking different than in years past. You'll see added sanitation stations. You know, not that we didn't have those already. Uh, We're just going to bump up the numbers that we have throughout, and uh, you'll see a lot of those stations uh, around the event. You're going to see some differences on the trade show floor, a few more barriers between booths, and those types of things that can keep things, you know, more condensed. The pork industry is also still spooked with threats from African swine fever, a deadly pig disease. Ricky says there will be no live swine show this year. When we had this live swine show, we would have had an additional 5,000 attendees for that. So we would anticipate that number being a little bit lower this year because we won't have those folks attending. Some of them might be at the event because they have interest in the swine industry as a whole. But 
we're looking for a good attendance, somewhere around that fifteen to 20,000 range. Concerns of ASF caused the show to get canceled in 2019. It was canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Read more of this story at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. A recent Farm Bureau poll shows 52% of adults think farmers and ranchers can have a large impact in creating climate solutions. And even more people, 60% of adults, support government-funded research to help agriculture achieve those climate goals. Learn more at fb.org. By the way, the 5th Annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit is coming up March 22nd through the 24th. You can learn more about the event and sign up on agripulse.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.